Bring that shimmy. Bring the shimmy in. Scotty, what do you think of this at all? I love it. This did is Did you great. feel that? I did. Did you? It's it's an experience here at MLO, wouldn't you say? It really is. Yeah, it gets better every time I come. <laughs> That's a credit to the producer. He's amazing. I like that. Josh is our boy, right, Casey? Yeah, he hooks us up, makes us look good, makes us feel good. He makes you look good. Yeah, he does. I mean, he gets me like a lot some, of extra uh, work for Casey. Yeah, you know, skin <laughs> complexion over here. You know, we, we got some lighting. We got a little bronzing going on. What we need is just someone coming around powdering us. That'd be nice. A lot of powdering. MLO is not the hair and makeup girl. Oh, <laughs> indeed, a plug. LinkedIn mm-hmm. opportunities. Never know. I love it. Hey, everybody, you are watching or listening to MLO. I'm your host, Daddy Ned. We got a special guest today, Casey, right? Who who do we got? Who oh, we got? he is very special. Yes, indeed. And he is the operations manager here at our local mortgage you went real branch. Serious. Just, I'm going into it. But on a lighthearted note, Scott's been here. He's got really good advice. He's fun to listen to. And it is our man, Scott Curahera. Thank you very much for having me. This is my, uh, I think it's my third appearance. And it, it, like I said, it gets better every time I come. So super excited to be here. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, we we should probably have like a monogram tote for him. We should, we should. And and maybe like some things that like fly under the screen, you know, a little superhero action yeah, figure for something. him. Scotty with it behind the background. I, I mean, well, I love this. I wear this everywhere that I go. Yeah, this he's is my got his MLO swag. We got some swag going on today, guys. It's looking good. It is good. In all seriousness, though, like Scott is a huge part to the MLO team. Without yes, Scott, none of our transactions would close for our buyers, our sellers, or our refinancing individuals. Scott takes us home. So... Casey, often in the background, but never forgotten. Correct? Never forgotten, and honestly, just a wealth, wealth, wealth of knowledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scott, real quick, not too long, but how long have you been in the business? Because it's been a while since you've been on the show, so, so let everybody know how many years and uh, all that I, jazz. I'm actually coming up on on 10, if you can believe it or not. I, I uh, oh, Well, I did hit 10. I started when I was 19. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my 10th year in the business, and this is... Uh, uh, honestly, probably the most fun year I've had. There's a lot going on, a lot to learn, and, yes. and that's my favorite. Unbelievable. And what I love about the experience that Scott brings is it's 10 years of relevant experience. Casey. Right. These are moving times, and just because you've been doing something for 30 years doesn't mean you know what's going on now. So 10 years of relevant experience is a huge asset to the MLO team. So enough complimenting to you, but we're happy to have you, Scott. Thank you very much. Thank you. So let's jump into it. And I'm going to be honest. We're we've got a big kind of topic going on, Casey, today, right? It's with, a good one. With appraisals, so absolutely. We're doing how do real estate appraisals work 2021. I'm starting to add on 2021. If you picked up on that, yeah. It, it, well, guys, I mean, I really saw our content was from 2020, and things have already changed here a couple months into the year. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. You know, and we as this as the MLO show, obviously as a podcast as well out there. So anyone listening, you know, we we want to let them know we are talking 2021, just in case they're backtracking. Clarify or, the year. But guys, it is a topic that's full of good stuff, full of meat, and we're gonna apologize right out of the gate if we get a little crossed over or a little confusing on some stuff as far as organization flows. But we think we got it laid out, and we just want to break you guys some real good nuggets. Yeah, Casey, the pilot's requesting to put on seatbelts because there might be <laughs> a little bit of turbulence yeah, I like throughout, that. The, throughout the app here. That's good. But it, like, really right off the bat, let's, let's define what appraisals are mm-hmm. because it is confusing with all the jargon, the lingo, 
Um, agents might refer to one service as one thing, and then lenders like us here might refer to it as another thing. So really important just to like go right into what an appraisal is. Casey, we actually typed out the definition right off CFPB. We got it right here for so you. So give us the script because we do not want to <laughs> confuse anybody at all. Yeah, yeah, no, hot off the press right here. An appraisal is an estimation of a home's current market value. And basically that's gonna be done by a licensed appraiser. Licensed, an individual not licensed. party to the transaction. Absolutely, third party. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. And, and, and that's just the simple, basic form for everyone often referred to as an inspection from some people mm -hmm. which that's where the consumer which casey we're always trying to bring it down less yes. jargon digestible consumer terms and explanations but you'll hear a lot of agents refer to um a home inspection and then you'll hear some people call an appraisal scott an inspection, an inspection as well. Yes. yes. So it's super confusing from the home buyer that maybe does this three or four, Two five times in their whole life. Right. Yeah. yeah. Wait, I thought we already had the inspection. Right. Is it God. another inspection? Or? Gosh, have you you've had to have experienced that before? All the time. Mm. And and it, again, like that's that's a confusing part. So so to clarify, a home inspection and an in, appraisal inspection. Two different things. Two different things. Very different things. Give me a little more on that real quick. Just like home inspection is. So the home inspection is, is typically what you're going to do um, with the realtor. They're going to go and inspect the home. A lot of people do pest and dry. Take a look reports. under the hood, folks. Exactly. Take a look under the hood. And the appraisal inspection is, is just kind of what, you know, Casey was talking about. That's the appraiser who's mm -hmm. going to go out to the home, take a look at it, and then pull market comparables to generate the report. You know, right. so he's... Whereas a home inspection, they're getting very detailed and looking at like, is everything in great shape? Is there anything wrong with that? They're really getting into it. The appraiser is really just kind of going there to make sure the roof looks okay, measure some square footage if he needs to, mm -hmm. compare it against county notes. And yeah. give you the value. And the way it's like simple, I like to say that in the home inspection, DNA of the home, appraisal inspection, determining value of the home. That's good. I like to use the home inspec inspector is the mechanic. Ooh. Right? And then the appraiser is the auctioneer. Oh. oh. Hits him with the car sales. Nice. I right? like that. I like, I like that. that. That was off the hip right there. <laughs> Patent. I couldn't tell. It came to my head. I, I wrote it, mechanic, auctioneer. And then I came that's, in after that. So I think that's just really, hopefully, everybody's getting a grasp of that. Right. We wanted to start off strong with some de definitions. We, we want you guys just to know what the appraisal is. And now we're going to get you mm -hmm. the meat of it, right? And I'm going to jump in to Addy. Mm -hmm. What the heck is going on with the current market of appraisals? Yeah, this is a very, very hot topic right now, mainly because nationally, not just in our region, the market is hot. It is very competitive. Hot. Everyone is doing what they can do to get their offer noticed, um, particularly in the last 30 days, Scott. I don't really remember the last time I wrote a pre-approval letter that wasn't 20 to 30 grand over asking. Very common. I don't right now. remember. It is insane. Um, not to be discouraged, but more of a temperature check, reality check. Make sure you're or orbiting around a strategy that could work. Absolutely. It, it's due. I mean, and we are, we're begging for it. I think a lot of people are out there, guys. That inventory, that struggle of low, low inventory is really, you know, it's got a lot of people then focused on the 
only homes that are listed, right? Mm-hmm. Driving that price up because the next person wants it better than the next person, better than the next person. Yeah, and I've confirmed through a lot of the mortgage groups that I network in nationally that this isn't just one area. It is a problem everywhere. So if you're sitting at home and you're like, oh, well, I'm out here. It's not that big. No, it it is. I've Absolutely. A lot of trusted people have confirmed that. And actually being in the Pacific Northwest, we're not having it as bad as other areas um, like California mm-hmm. is an easy one just off the cuff. But what's happening now is a term that we want to kind of unpack a little bit is an appraisal gap, Scott. Mm-hmm. That is becoming the next asking offer is an appraisal gap. Um, and we really want to explain what buyers are getting into, right, Scott? Because it's a big leap here mm-hmm. than the traditional offer. So let's kind of define the gap, would you say, um, that Absolutely. term? So so with the appraisal gaps, um, you know, anybody that's that's bought a home, right, you're probably used to having that, that relatively standard contract, right? Mm-hmm. We've agreed upon this purchase price, you know, unless the home needs serious repairs, uh, it, it's going to stick through the mm-hmm. transaction. We've agreed on this price, but with the appraisal gap, it's meant to make your offer more competitive. Mm. Uh, and mm-hmm. what that appraisal gap really means is if the appraisal for the home comes in low, mm-hmm. you're going to agree to cover the difference in that appraisal amount and the purchase price. Sometimes up to a certain point, sometimes the whole thing, if it comes in, you put that in the contract and that strengthens the offer. So Casey, I think, we need to marinate a little bit on this sub bullet because it could yeah. be confusing from somebody watching. Marinate it like you do your steaks, Addy. Get it. Well, and I know we were talking before, like, oh, here's an example. And we both were like, mm, that's not going to fly. Like, no one's going to understand that. Um, I think from being a primary purchase lender, the way I explain it is you get into contract traditionally at a certain price and it needs to appraise at that certain price. Normally, in standard market conditions, the appraised value was coming in at exactly what the sales price was. Fair market. Now, I have coined a new term called prepaid appreciation. This is where over-asking offers are very, very common, and it's really increasing the value and the par for the course sales price for properties. So what happens if... The appraisal comes under. Typically, what would then transition to is a renegotiation between the buyer and the seller on a new agreed price. Quite similar to like, say, finding dry rod and siding or a cracked foundation. Everyone comes back to the the family dinner table and has a group discussion and renegotiates. So back to the appraisal gap, Casey. The gap, if you are allowing for up to a certain amount of a gap and you're adding this into your offer, you're committing to paying that directly to the sellers, right? Yes, sir. That's kind of scary. It is kind of scary. But it's what we got to do right now. It's just a different market out there when you have not a lot of homes for sale, but a lot of buyers. And honestly, it's we're again Pacific Northwest for everybody listening or or you know jumping in it's you know our market's hot here mm-hmm. and it's a hot top top 5 i would say in the country market so that battle and that need and want for homes is driving up the price but that's something you need to factor into you need to consider that because if 
a lot of buyers have a certain amount of down payment in their mind or that mm-hmm. they can use, right? And now all of a sudden it's for that 500 home, so to speak, that now became a 525 home. Are they factoring in for that increase in price? And mm-hmm. that's what hopefully we're here to help with, you know, educate and advise, right? But that's something out there. Well, and I do want to say we're going to talk about appraisals specific to refinance, but this is purchase. So just hang tight really quick. Mm-hmm. And just to conclude that little segment, Scott, if so we're going back to that example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It comes in short and you agree to an appraisal gap of $10,000. You would need to still suffice the loan structuring, the down payment and mm-hmm. everything that you can qualify for, and then provide an additional $10,000 in cash to the sellers. That's absolutely correct. If it came in low. Yep. And, and when that happens uh, again, you know, we kind of talked about it a little bit before the show. Um, we're not, from from an operation standpoint, we're not checking that. So the way that we underwrite things, the way that we evaluate them is based on what the contract states at the time that it's submitted to us. Um, yep. So if that appraisal does come in low, then we're kind of adjusting at that point. And what's really important from the borrower perspective is make sure you have that money. Make sure you're not just saying, yeah, we'll, we'll go over whatever it takes. The borrower is the person getting the loan. The borrower is the person getting the loan. So if if you are going to agree to pay ten thousand dollars for that appraisal gap above you know above that appraisal, uh, you got to make sure you have that money. It's not just something we can do and then hope for the best and say, well, it'll come in. Well, and listing agents are getting listing agents the agents who are selling the home, not the ones assisting the buyers. Just to clarify, there are getting savvy. Um, Personally, I reach out on behalf of all my buyers and attest to their pre-approval post submitting an offer. So I have dialogue and conversation going with my agents. However, they're now wanting verification of the funds for the gap that they're committing to, which is smart. You don't just get to slide it in there and then be like, well, we'll we'll back out. Oh, buddy. No, Mm. they'll get you. And in certain states, uh, they really... We're lucky up here. I feel like the the buyers are protected from a legal standpoint throughout the process, but most states it's heavy protecting the sellers, and you could lose a lot of. Yeah, you can have some fees out there, and people don't realize that each state's different with their own real estate rules and stuff like that. So it's definitely something to be aware of. But also too, I just want to you know for everyone, there's also different appraisals as well as we're speaking just appraisals in general when you're purchasing a home. Maybe it's a VA appraisal. Different product, good point. Yeah, maybe Mm. it's an FHA appraisal. Maybe it's a conventional appraisal. Each of those, uh, you know, they take their own requirements, licensing, different stuff like that. I will tell you on the one positive thing, and this is for my veterans out there, me being the veteran on on the MLO team, um, the VA appraisal, if it did come in short or is looking to come in, um, below that purchase price that you guys have agreed upon, it is the one only appraiser that can, I don't know, you know, there's no one, I don't think there's holding them to reach out to the listing agent, but they can reach out to that listing agent, let them know and have that listing agent provide comparables to see if maybe they are getting it wrong somewhere. So that's a nice benefit there as well if you have a gap. Yeah, and there's a current uptick in the appetite for VA loans from agents, I've noticed, too, just because of Casey's point right there. Um, I believe the act is the Tidewater Act. The Tidewater Initiative. That's Initiative. Right. Oh, Close. That's Close. The, first time I, the first time I ever ran into I was trying to get extra was, credit from you. For yeah, that's good, Addy. Good extra. Can was, I get like a free pen? Years ago, 
And we got this, this email that came in from the VA, and it said the Tidewater Initiative has been enacted. And I remember sitting there. Are like, we losing our office? Like, what's <laughs> happening? Like, but that is a super cool part of that VA yeah. appraisal. They really look out for their for for the VA uh, borrowers that we have. That's great. And to transition to, I want to hear from you, Scott. Um, talk to me about appraisal waivers. Different kind of terms are used because that's a really confusing one for our audience. They they're getting mixed message. Uncle Joe at the barbecue's got his idea. What? It, let's hear from ops manager Scotty. Talk to us about appraisal waivers. How do you get one? Do you sign up? Do I need to give you my email address and access to my social media accounts? <laughs> well, that's, you can. I, I got to tell you that this uh, this period of time, you know, with with uh, social media being so big and people sharing so much more information than they normally have, you know, mm-hmm. in, in years before. Um, the biggest thing is is sometimes there's a little bit of misinformation that gets spread. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. Oh. The the biggest thing or the one that I've heard the most is appraisal waivers. So an appraisal waiver, just to break it down very simply, is just that. It is a waiver of the the appraisal inspection that we uh, you know just talked about. Mm-hmm. So how do you get one of those? It has to come from an automated underwriting system. Mm-hmm. That's that's fancy. That's fancy lingo, right? Mm. Basically, we are going to run your loan file, all of the criteria, everything that we've taken from your loan app through a system that gives us an approval for that and says, hey, we're good. Based on everything that we see, this should fly. Approve eligible. For the consumer side, I'm just, this is coming to mind. It's much like when you apply for a credit card and you, or any sort of line of credit and you press that submit and it's like spinning and waiting and then pop. You're good to go, or thumbs up. That's a great analogy. It is. It is almost the exact same thing. Yeah, this is perfect. Um, so when you, when you get those things right, like and and what I heard recently, uh, and this is a story I really wanted to share on the show. Good old story time. I Casey. love story time. Story time. Um, we had a borrower that uh, I was doing a loan for, and he said, "Well, you know," he goes, "I've I've heard about this appraisal waiver. I'd I'd like to pay for that." I'll, I'll go ahead and pay for it. You can charge hmm. me for it. I'll pay for closing. Under the table, Scott. Under the table. Yeah. <laughs> un, un, unmarked non-sequential $100 bills. Cash. Doesn't happen. Um, and I had to explain to him. I said, that's not how appraisal waivers work. You know, mm. either the underwriting system that we talked about is going to uh, grant that to you and show, mm. this, show us that on the findings, or it's going to say it requires an appraisal. It's that simple. Are there a couple things that we can we – can, uh, sort of look at to make it more likely to get that appraisal waiver? Mm-hmm. Yes, there are. Well, and correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. You will not get an appraisal waiver if you do not have at least 20% down. It, it Yes. but I've never personally seen one. I have, but it you wasn't have? it wasn't legitimate. <laughs> so it didn't work. It didn't work. So yeah. yes, you are correct. And and with an asterisk, you you the only time the automated little button, the automated underwriting system as we call it, will click is if it's twenty percent down or more on a purchase transaction. Yes. Yep. And you've got um, you know, like you and I have kind of talked about before, uh you're much more likely to see it on a refinance than you are on a purchase. And not just a refinance, but a rate and term, meaning yes. you're not pulling any equity out. I Great have point. not seen an appraisal waiver on a cash out in a very, very long time. Cash out, guys, just so everyone knows, there's two differences in refinance. Rate and term, all you're doing is improving the terms of the mortgage. You're not pulling any cash out. I believe it's capped at a max of 2000 Scott, mm-hmm. right? So not exceeding $2,000 back to you when you execute the refinance. 
Just want to put that out there, right, Case? Because it's important to know. It's very important. And again, guys, that appraisal waiver is, is it's giving you the opportunity to waive that appraisal, not have that done. You know, and that can be a benefit to you know the borrowers if the value is pretty straightforward, clean. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Uh, or maybe there's timing involved, right? Maybe they have to get this done, or other factors. Um, and so, you know, I don't want to you know take light on it. It can be a benefit as well to borrowers, um, but. It's it's definitely there's just things going on in the market that you're seeing like purchase prices this crazy activity and I think a lot of that is deriving from trying to combat this market and help out right I mean when those appraisal waivers in there you have the person that's putting you know if it's twenty percent or more down payment the you know purchase prices aligning you know with market and stuff like that that's why you're mm-hmm. seeing stuff like that pop up on a purchase because Addy we didn't we weren't seeing it like this. A year and a half ago, two years ago, three years ago, you weren't mm-hmm. seeing appraisal waivers on purchases. You know, maybe like a little bit on a refinance or something, but now you see them a lot more on a refinance. Mm-hmm. You see them on a purchase. And I just want audience and viewers to understand why, why you are seeing them a little bit more in that market now than you are in the past. And, and a, value. A, one of the reasons that that came up, and, and this comes up, uh, you know, often in a lot of meetings that I have with other operations managers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we were kind of discussing, hey, why do we see this more? Why is this coming up more? Um, and and sort of the saying that we came up with was we're feeding the beast. And by feeding the beast, what we mean is there's so many people who are refinancing and so many people that are purchasing that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, those are those are the the agencies that we sell to, the, the you know, Governing most amount agencies. of our loans. Um they're getting so many appraisals in on files and seeing so many values for neighborhoods. So if you have a, a neighborhood that's seen a lot of movement, be it a refinance or a purchase, that data is being fed into their system. Mm-hmm. So they're getting an idea for what that market should look like, what those values are. There's a little robot I knew I there. could derive this answer from Scott that <laughs> I was shooting for. I knew it. I didn't have it, but he had it. <laughs> but it definitely helps. you know. And, and when we structure uh, refinances, you're more likely to get a uh, an appraisal waiver if we try to do the refinance through the entity that owns your loan currently. Mm-hmm. You know, you're more likely if you have a Freddie loan to go through Freddie and get an, an inspection waiver and appraisal. Give waiver. that back to me one more time, the Freddie Fannie thing, because mm-hmm. our audience doesn't understand what that is. Most mm-hmm. of them don't. I mean, I wouldn't if yeah, I wasn't completely. in it. Yeah. So recap, reloop that real quick. Who are those two people? Were they at the barbecue? Last year for Fourth They weren't of July. with Uncle Dan, guys. I'll, I'll promise you that. <laughs> Uncle Freddie and Aunt Fanny. Yeah, no, yeah. they weren't that. You know. So we have, we have two primary, uh, I guess you could call them agencies that we sell to. One of them is Fannie Mae, mm-hmm. and the other one is Freddie Mac. Investing um, groups. Investing groups, sure. Mm-hmm. And, and from a Finance of America standpoint, uh, where we work, we have different product codes that we use, right? We have different ways that we assign those loans based on programs. They have their own criteria. It gets very specific. Um, But when we choose to go through them and those regulating agencies, your loan actually gets bought by them, can, can be bought by them. So if they own it, they obviously have the data on your house, which makes us, that's how we get it more likely to get that appraisal waiver. I was, I thought it was important. We re-looped on that. Absolutely. Well, and that's why I wanted to bring that up and, my kind of weird way of putting it, but I knew Scott could give us a deets on why you're seeing that because it's just, I mean, I've been in the business and, and we've explained it to you guys, but just years bring different changes of things you see in market channels. Like there's, you know, there's reasons why. Mm-hmm. So just to summarize what we went through today, cause it's, it's a 
big, big factor <laughs> right now. Yep. Okay, yeah. so from the top, we talked about the appraisal being different than the home inspection. Mm -hmm. So utilizing that uh, mechanic versus auctioneer analogy, which mm -hmm. I still am kind of grinning about. One checking the house, the other checking the value of the house. Yeah, really big. How the current purchase market, not refinance, has become ultra competitive nationwide. And a new term that's being used, prepaid appreciation. Mm. Over asking offers are becoming the new normal, everybody. So if you're trying to be competitive and working with your team, you got to understand the term of an appraisal gap because it's quickly becoming par for the course for everyone on an offer. Mm -hmm. The gap is the agreed upon cash value you are committing to give to the sellers if in case the house does not appraise to the original sales amount that you negotiate. Right, Casey? Absolutely. And I, I think you just explained that perfectly, though. Mm -hmm. A little recap. We might need to trim that out into a... Into a short snippet. A little snippy. A little snipperooski. Yeah. Then close this out on the recap for a refi and appraisal waiver. Give us that because we just got a couple more minutes here. Mm -hmm. So on, on that appraisal waiver, just real quick, what it is is it's exactly that. We're waiving the appraisal. You can't thing. subscribe here to get one for free. Yeah, that's not a thing. You can't pay for it. It's not something that you can go Let's to a lender story. and say, hey, I'll give you 500 extra bucks for an appraisal waiver. That would actually wipe out part of the benefit. But yeah. that's what an appraisal waiver is. We're going to try our best to get it for you because it does really simplify the process. And that is determined by a tiny little robot. Mm -hmm. Who sits in a little box. And no, says, it's yeah. a very complicated algorithm established by transactions from all across the areas. And it determines a risk assessment and a value mm -hmm. assessment. And if those ratios make sense, it gives it to you or not. Correct. Bingo. Absolutely. Bungo. I think that was really well done on our collective front here for the topic at hand guys i really oh, yeah i think we really i mean guys because this could go we so warned deep. them up we front. warned you we warned yeah. you but it can go so deep and convoluted that i think we did a great job and the captain has told us we are safe to remove our seatbelts and move <laughs> about the cabin oh i like that are they uh bringing peanuts We've okay. got just a little bit more time. Casey, hit them with that VIP number real quick. Guys, and these phone calls, they come through. We had one come through on the weekend. At Addy, you know. Ring, uh, ring, ching, ching. And, you know, uh, we, we appreciate it. But, guys, we have a hot VIP line that you can call. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, you're going through the transaction, you just need someone to listen to or talk it out, we're here for you. MLO or MLO. And that is 503-847-9038. baby, at the end. And if you guys want to hop online, check us out. Where are we at, Addy? Uh, you can check us on all the platforms wherever you grab them, podcasts or digest social media. We are there, but you can always go to the home of MLOshow.com. We got a webpage, baby. MLOshow.com. Yeah, we're renovating it a lot. We're trying to keep up with the traffic. Uh, hopefully, it'll be polished and finished, but that's a safe place, MLOshow.com. So Absolutely. And shout out to Comcast. Oh, yeah, go ahead. You do the Comcast. Well, shout thing. out to Comcast. If you guys want to catch us on your TV, cable, local listings, you better get on Comcast, channel 21, 32, 930 on Wednesday nights. And just to conclude, I want to thank you, Scott, again for, for being here, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is so much fun. This is I look forward <laughs> to this every time I get invited. We, so we always got to be sharp for Scotty. <laughs> for sure. For sure. It was fun. I love that knowledge. Yeah. Wow. Well, and if you ever want a, uh, if you do a loan through these guys and you want a 60 minute lecture on appraisals, I'm your guy. I'll totally help you. We'll set up a Zoom conference for you. Any yeah. last goodbyes before we say 
No, thanks again for having me, and, and I can't wait to be on the next uh, next episode sometime in the future. All right. Once again, my friends out there, if you're looking to buy, sell, or refinance, we got your back when it comes to that. And you have been watching or listening to MLO. MLO. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Catch you later.